So the theme of the day, as you can uh, see, is hope. Uh, the theme of the service out in the park is hope has a name. Uh, and his name is Jesus. Uh, this morning, just uh, highlighting some scripture for us about where, uh, where do I find hope. Uh, there's a story of uh, back at the end of the Second World War uh, where it was an American sub that was coming in, uh, I think docking there at Newport News, Virginia. And as they were coming into the port, uh, something happened. There was, a, there was a problem, and it caused the submarine to sink right in the middle of the harbor. Uh, well, immediately the Coast Guard was called, and there was a full crew of people there, and they were trying to save those men and women that were, uh, that were in that submarine. Uh, they dispatched divers that went down and were swimming around the hull trying to figure out exactly what was going to be best. Where there was a, a kind of innovative sailor that was on the, on the sub, and he had taken a hammer, and as he noticed out the window that these divers were swimming by, he began to use the hammer and tap on the, the hull of the sub in Morse code. And his message that he tapped over and over again was, is there any hope? Is there any hope? Uh, that's a fundamental question, isn't it? Uh, for people in our society today. Uh, is there life worth living? Is there hope? Can, can anything be counted on in our life? Uh, you know, so much happens in our life, doesn't it? All of the different things that we struggle with that happen in our families that many times can be a, a drain on our hope. Uh, but is there hope? Uh, we have that asked thousands of times a day by people in doctors' waiting rooms. Uh, they hear that question or say that question, is there hope? Uh, when you're standing at the bedside of somebody in a nursing home or at the hospital, when you're dealing with somebody that's in financial struggles and maybe bankruptcy court, is there any hope? When there's a couple or a family that has a child that is missing that they're looking for, is there any hope? Uh, you know, you can go quite a few days without food and water. You can even go a little while without air, but it's hard to go very long at all without hope, right? We need to have hope. Hope is like an essential uh, for us. Uh, these studies that they do, they did, uh, a man at Cornell University did a study of the effects of um, these POWs that were in um, POW camps over an extended period of time, studied 25,000 prisoners of war and studied all the brutality and all the problems that they dealt with, all the post-traumatic stress that was involved. And they noticed that there was a certain segment of those POWs that really didn't have any problems. They didn't have the flashbacks. They were, you know, when they studied that group, there was one thing about them. And it was that these men and women had a very high, extraordinary level of hope. Uh, in their life. You know, hope makes all the difference in the world. Hope is an essential when we're dealing with different crises in our life. I mean, when you have hope, we are capable of bearing great, the incredible burdens, uh, punishment. Hope, though, when it's not there, when it's gone, we fall apart emotionally, physically, even spiritually. So you, uh, you have to have hope. Hope to believe that God is really at work in our life, that God can bring about change and help in our situation. Hope that God can meet our needs. We are, we are called to have hope. You know, there's a lot of hope scams in the society today, right? Um, 
all these things that people uh, say are going to accomplish this or make you happy or meet your need, just buy our product. Um, you know, probably the most dominant I see is like uh, on the internet, all this stuff that they want you to buy, all these supplements and things that they can, that are going to make a difference. Well, you know, you know, if you read the reviews on a lot of that stuff, and don't call me, you know, I know whatever you use, I'm sure it's fine. It's the one exception for sure. But, you know, a lot of that stuff is full of false hope, right? I mean, I mean there's nothing more useless than false hope. There are places that uh, where you, you hope that that's going to make the difference for you, and it just doesn't. But is there a place, a place where we can depend on? a person that we can count on in our crisis? Are there things that we can really know with certainty? Where is our hope? Well, hope has a name, and his name is Jesus. The Bible tells us that we find it in him. The scripture in Romans 15, 13 says, May God, the source of hope, fill you with joy and peace through your faith in him, then you'll overflow with hope. In other words, when you have hope in God, it builds your faith and he gives us joy and peace. Psalm 52, 9 says, in your name, I will hope for your name is good. Hope has a name and his name uh, is Jesus. You know, we understand that uh, as believers. You know, when we, when we pick names for our children, you know, I was talking to some people the other day that were trying to make plans, and they, they were saying, well, we got these boy names, but, you know, I don't know if it's a girl, you know, and all of this going, you know, we're working on all these names, you know, and they were excited about the, the names possible that they have. You know, we pick names on how they, how they sound to us, or maybe some of you buy those baby books, and you find a, uh, the name there, and what does it mean? Or maybe it uh, meant something related to your family or whatever. You know, in the Bible, uh, names weren't picked out like that. Names um, were given to describe uh, character, uh, trying to give it a name that sort of matched uh, who you were. You know, when God decides to give his names to us, uh, when he decided to reveal who he was to early on a Hebrew nation, he used Hebrew terms that would describe himself. You know, the Bible gives a lot of names for God. There are a lot of different names. And each one of those names is like a description of his character. Each of those names is filled with a promise uh, for all of us. Each of those names is a benefit that God says, I'm offering to you. I'll give you some examples. You know, in the Bible, the Hebrew name Jehovah Shalom. That means that I am the God who gives peace. It's the name of God that gives his character. He wants to, to give you real peace. Another name that you might have heard is the name Jehovah Jireh. Uh, Jehovah Jireh. That means I am the God who provides for all your needs. You can count on me. You can come to me. Right at the end of the book of Ezekiel, maybe a name that you hadn't heard. Uh, it's in Ezekiel 48, 35. It's Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Shammah. It means God is always there. You know, there's no place where God is not. 
There is no place that you will go where God isn't there. God has been in your past. God is in our present, and he is certainly in our future. In the good times, in the bad times, in the good places, in the evil places, God is everywhere uh, with us. That has such, such profound implications for our thinking, doesn't it? That God is with us. So whatever is happening, whatever circumstances that we find ourselves in, in the past, uh, we can look at it, but recognizing now and for all the future, you know, everybody here is not having the best possible days. Some of you walked in this morning with struggles and difficulties, but I want you to know that God is with you. Jehovah Shammah, God who is with us. You know, the Bible tells us there are, because of that, that there are things that we can count on, that we can count on him, that things that are, instead of being uncertain, we can be certain of him, that hope is like that anchor uh, for our soul. So uh, how do we find hope in our life because God is always with us? Three different things here. Number one, the first thing that you can know from this name is that his presence is watching over me. His presence is watching over me. You know, the, the older I get, and I'm definitely not getting any younger, but the older I get, uh, the truth is I realize more and more that I control less and less. Do you feel that way? You know, I used to maybe think I had it all under control. I could fix all these things, but I realize that uh, I don't have a whole lot of control, especially over the future. Isaiah 41.10 says, don't worry because I'm with you. Don't be afraid, I'm your God. I will make you strong and will help you. I will support you. Uh, the good news is that regardless of what happens, you and I don't have to go through it alone. There is our God who is with us. He will be there with us, and that's one of the certainties that we can hold on to. Hope has a name. His name is Jesus, and he promises to be with us. Through our uncertainties, one of the, one of the sad uncertainties that we deal with is that Things change in our relationship with people. Friends and family move away. Sometimes we move away. There are people that we have in our life that we lose, people that become ill, people that aren't themselves like they used to be. Uh, there may be uh, all kinds of separation that might happen in our life. Uh, sometimes people leave us, but the certainty of our life is that God never leaves us. God is with us. That helps us to have hope because we all have a fear of being abandoned or being alone, feeling deserted or forsaken. Um, you know, it's that what if, isn't it? What if this happens or what if that, and we speculate uh, what, who's going to be there for us. The truth is God is Jehovah Shammah. I am the God that will never leave you. I'm the God that will always be there. Um, and not only that he's always there, but the Bible says that he watches over us. Not, not just watches us, but watches over us and cares for us. Look at Psalm uh, 32.8. I will guide you to do along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. I was talking to a, a couple that's going to be getting married and uh, giving them some premarital guidance, and we work together getting ready for their wedding. And I, I told them, I said, you know, one of the best things that you can do is to find you a couple that could mentor you in your marriage. Somebody that you know, somebody that you could get acquainted with, somebody that's been married for a, a while, that's been through some of the ups and downs. You know, that's so helpful, isn't it? To have somebody that you can say, 
you know, I just didn't realize how difficult this was going to be or how hard it was going to be putting up with her mother or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you come up with. You just have to come up with your own. Uh, we love it. Yeah, somebody's nodding over there. I won't, I won't say who that was. But, um, no, we, we long for that, that, that insight, don't we? That advice, somebody that can come alongside and say, I, I know what you're going through. I know exactly what's happening. I'm willing to, get, to offer you uh, guidance. That's our God. Uh, he comes to us, never leaving us, never forsaking us, but he also is watching over us, offering us guidance and advice. That creates uh, such hope. You know, when we can't figure out why things are happening, when we can't figure out what's going on, you know, maybe we're wondering, why is this going on and what's the benefit of this? You know, one of the great things about hope is that you can realize that he is with us even if I can't figure out why it's happening. Even if I don't know what's going on, I can trust God because he has it all figured out. He knows, he understands, he's a willing guide. He's an advisor uh, to all of us. Lamentations 3, you see that? That verse on your note says, I have hope when I think of this. The Lord's love never ends. His mercies never stop. They are new every morning. Oh, I love that, don't you? You know, don't you just feel like some days you're just kind of worn out or maybe it's been day after day after day of what you've been putting up with and you're struggling. But don't you know that you can you know, always say, somebody will say to me, Pastor, you look kind of tired. I don't really like that. I try to not look like that. But how do you help it, you know? Uh, but I'm so glad I always say, you know, I'll be, I'll be better in the morning. I'll sleep good. I, I know I sleep good. Like 99% of the time, I'm a... I'm a sleeper, man. And so uh, I sleep good. So I know that when the morning comes and it's going to be time to wake up, no clock, no nothing. I just wake up. I know it's, and I, and I get up and I know I got a fresh day. Amen. That's hope is that no matter what is happening today, yesterday, what went on, you know, yesterday was just like a, um, this whole weekend been filled with rain or whatever, man, I got up this morning, I drove out, headed toward the park and I thought it is gorgeous, man. Sometimes you need a day like today to appreciate the, the last few days, right? Uh, that's hope reminding us that God wakes us up and gives us uh, a new day. God's mercies are new for us uh, every morning. I need that kind of hope. Number one, his presence is watching over me. Jehovah Shammah. Now, number two, his purpose is working in me. His purpose is working in me. So no matter, no matter what is going on, the good, the bad, the ugly, as we say, God's purpose is at work in me. Uh, so whatever is taking place, whatever is happening, we can realize that God is at work. Um, I mean, you know, sometimes if you can kind of convince yourself that there's a purpose behind whatever the situation that's going on, it can create hope. God is doing good things in your life, even if you can't see them right now. God is good. God is at work. He is present in your life, even when you don't feel it, even when it doesn't even make sense, when you don't have all the understanding that you would hope to have, when the situation is bad, God is still at work in the life of his people. You know, one of the verses that we really love that we talk about often is Romans 8, 28. Uh, I hope it's a verse maybe that you know well. If it's, a, if it's a brand new verse for you, I hope that you would think about this verse. It says... We know that God causes all things to work together for good 
to those, for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Uh, Romans 8, 28. Um, could, could we say that together? Uh, maybe it's common to you. I think it might be on the screen there. If, if not, it's on your outline. Uh, ready? Let's say it together. We know that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Man, that's beautiful. Um, notice some things about this verse. First of all, notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say all things work out the way I want them to. Sadly, no. Uh, we would like that. We might like to even interpret it that way, but that's not what it says. It doesn't say that all things work the way I want them to. It does not say all things end in a happy ending on earth because it's not true. All things do not turn out in a happy ending. The truth is every patient does not get well. Every couple does not live happily ever after. Reality tells us that even every business decision that you make may not make you a buku of money. Not every problem is resolved. Every kid does not get straight A's and become the captain of the sports team. But it, what does it say? It says, we know that, all, that God causes all things to work together for good. We know. It doesn't say that we, we wish, we imagine, we desire, we have false hope, uh, positive thinking. Nope. It says we know that we have a level of certainty that, uh, you know, hope is not the same as thinking positively. Hope is not just the same as optimism. Uh, it's not the conviction that everything is going to turn out okay. Hope is the certainty that something makes sense regardless of how it turns out. That even if it doesn't turn out like I wanted it to, it's still going to be okay. God is still in it. Hope is that certainty that it's going to make sense regardless of how we know. We don't hope. We, we imagine. We know that God causes. That God, you know, there's no such thing as fate. There's no such thing as luck good luck or bad luck. There's no such thing as karma or, well, I just happened to fall into it. Nope, you just tripped and fell. Um, you know, we have a master designer. We make mistakes. Uh, we struggle, but God never makes mistakes. He's the God who is with us. We know that God causes all things to work together for good. Notice all things. What would all things mean? Well, everything. Does it include illness? Yes. Does it include unemployment? Certainly. Does it include divorce, miscarriage, failures, freak accidents? Does it include the dumb decisions that I make sometimes and the mistakes I bring upon myself? Yes, everything fits into God's plan. The good, the bad, the indifferent, the things I do, the things I don't do, the things I control, the things I can't control, all those things work together for good, he says. It doesn't say all things are good. It does say God causes, it, do, it does not say God causes all things. God does not cause all things. He doesn't cause, cause the bad. He doesn't cause leukemia and cancer or famine and poverty. That would turn our God clearly into a monster. But our God is good. Our God is incapable of sin. It doesn't say that God causes all things. It says God causes all things to work together for good. Work together, not by accident. You know, it, it goes back to, um, I've given this illustration before of, uh, of like baking a cake. 
You know, if you're going to bake a cake, you know, cake is pretty good. Uh, I'm sure the cake yesterday was pretty good for, for you down there. You had a beautiful birthday cake there. Um, you know, but cake is flour. You ever ate flour by itself? No good. Raw eggs, definitely not. Crisco, oh my. I mean, maybe sugar a little bit. Uh, I, some vanilla, but even that vanilla straight, oof. Any of those things by themselves don't really taste good. Uh, but there are a lot of things in your life that might be difficult to swallow. They can be bitter, you can get, but uh, when you put all the elements together, you know, we get, to get all those elements in the, in the pan and mix it all up and create that batter and you make it, uh, is, it becomes something uh, delicious when all those elements are together. Uh, God wants to bake a cake of your life. You're on this journey with him, and he wants to take all the different elements that make up who you are. Yep, you think, well, I wish I didn't have that, and I sure wish he was better or she You know, we can wish all those things, but we take all the components that make up who I am, who we are, so even the distasteful and the things we don't really like, and he wants to bring them all together. Another way of looking at it is kind of like um, that he's weaving this tapestry, um, you know, Kim used to do a lot of this cross stitch and all that. So, you ever seen the back of a cross stitch? Man, it's got all these different sizes and colors of, uh, you know, a, a yarn or whatever, you know, a nose exact. Man, you look at the back of that thing and it's like a mess. I mean, it's all twisted up and it's got knots and it's all mixed up. And you think, what in the world is that? You flip it over and there's a beautiful design on the other side. Well, God can see the design. All you can see is all that yarn that's messed up. Uh, but you have to know that he is working in you. He is working in your life, in your situation. And that's what brings us uh, great hope. There's a source of enormous hope in him um, that he brings about as he helps us and he's offering us an invitation. Hope has a name and his name is Jesus. Uh, Jeremiah 29 11 says, I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you. I will give you hope and a good future. God began doing a good work in you and I'm sure he will continue until the day, until it is finished when Jesus Christ uh, comes again recognizing that God will give you peace. God will give you direction. Uh, he is, uh, his presence is with us, uh, watching over us. His, uh, he is with us, working in us. And finally, uh, his place is God waiting for me. His place is waiting for me. You know, when things get a little unbearable and you feel like you can't just make it, remember that God offers us hope. You know, this is not heaven here. I remind you that occasionally. Uh, you know, I, just wait. Tomorrow you'll know it's not heaven here. Uh, you know, it might feel great out by the lagoon here in just a few minutes. But we recognize that this is just the warm-up act. There's an ultimate destination that God is preparing for all of us. 
Jesus says in John 14, don't be troubled. You trust God, now trust in me. I am going to prepare a place for you. Jesus Christ says heaven is a place, not a state of mind, not some kind of nirvana, nothingness just floating around, bodiless spirit floating around up there. Nope, it's a real place. I go there to prepare a place for you. Now you can read about it. You can talk to anybody else about it. The only person you can really trust to tell you about heaven is somebody that's been there, and that's Jesus. Uh, he is our hope. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. Heaven is a place of relief and release, a place where there's no fear, no pain, no sorrow, no conflict, no problems. First uh, Peter 1, 4 to 6 says, God has reserved for his children the priceless gift of eternal life. It is kept in heaven for you. And God in his mighty power will make sure that you get there safely to receive it because you are trusting him. So be truly glad there is a wonderful joy ahead, even though the going is rough down here for a little while. He says he will wipe away all tears from their eyes. There will be no more death, no more sorrow, no crying, no pain. All of that has gone forever. Jesus is our hope. He is the one that encourages us. Occasionally, I'll talk to someone in, in my office and we'll talk together. I was with a, a lady not too long ago that uh, uh, didn't go to our church. She was just looking for somebody to talk to, uh, showed up here. Uh, we talked together. Uh, I talked to her about uh, her life as uh, in, in Christ, and uh, she really didn't have any relationship with God. So we talked for a while. She talked for a long time and told me the story, uh, pretty hopeless. Um, then I began, I began to tell her about uh, the one who offers all hope. Uh, I began to tell her about Jesus. Uh, she had heard his name, but nobody had ever heard, invited her that she could know him and trust him. You know, we, uh, we, get, we got to a moment of, of prayer, and I joined her hands, and we prayed together and uh, encouraged her that uh, his love for her and his desire to work in her life. And we finished the prayer, and she said, first thing she said was, whew, you're a prayer. <laughs> I said, okay. Uh, and then she said, I feel hope for the first time in my life. I thought, wow. Man, that, that's what we offer, right? That's, that's who we are, is to recognize that we don't live our lives under this, this shadow of darkness. But even in the difficult moments, we are reminded of who we are and who we belong to because we know that hope is a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. So if you're, you're feeling a lack of hope, maybe today or someday in your life, just don't forget how much God cares about you, how much he guides you, how much, how much he advises you. Listen to Isaiah 46. Listen, I have upheld you since you were conceived. Wow. Not, not just when you accepted him, not, not just when you turned and loved him, but ever since you were conceived, he says, I have held you since you were conceived, and I have taken care of you from your birth. Even when you are old, I will be the same. Even when your hair has turned gray, I will take care of you. I made you and will take care of you. I will carry you and save you. Can you compare me to anyone no one is equal to me or like me. 
So the next time you think you've found the answer, the next time you've found that thing that's just going to make the difference for you, you remember that it's in Christ. He is our healer. He is the one. What an what amazing God uh, that we serve. Whenever you feel trapped, know that he's your hope. Whenever your marriage is struggling or you're in a relationship or your difficulties in, in, in the family, when you tried everything else and you feel like you can't go on, keep going. Don't quit. Hope is in Christ. If you feel like your job is just bouncing you around and you haven't found where you fit yet, or maybe you're kind of stuck in health issues and health problems and you've been to the doctors and doesn't seem to be any cure, or you're feeling like you're in a hopeless situation and trying to raise this child or a hopeless situation with finances or, or debt and it seems like it gets deeper all the time, or, or maybe you're like that woman that really didn't know Christ and you feel powerless and hopeless, what do you do? You give yourself to Jesus Christ. You give that circumstance to him. You find a rebirth, the rebirth of living hope in your heart. Peter says, in God's great mercy, he has caused us to be born again into a living hope because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Uh, you will have rebirth, a rebirth of hope. You will go on f moving from no hope to new hope. Uh, you know, we celebrate, we sing about all the time the resurrection of Jesus, recognizing that God proved that Jesus was our hope when he said he would raise him from the dead on that very first Easter morning. If God can raise Jesus from the dead, he can raise me up. If God can raise Jesus from the dead, he can raise a dead marriage. He can raise a dead career. He can raise a dead hope. He can raise a dead dream. There is hope. Hope is here. Hope is in Christ. We recognize the transformation that happens in our thinking when we realize the hope that he gives to us, the strength, the endurance that we have when we're just hanging on. So today, remember, remember the presence of God. Remember that he is with you. When the devil gets on your shoulder and makes you feel like there's no hope, that God's not paying attention, that he's forgotten where you are, it's a lie from the enemy. It's not the truth. The truth is God is our hope, and he is always with us, and he is watching over us, uh, that you will never be without him, that you may feel like he's not there, but he's there. He's aware. He cares. He helps. He is Jehovah Shammah. He is the God who is always there. You can remember God's presence that you will never go through it alone. And secondly, remember that not only do you find hope in God, but we come to a church. We, we come together as a family because we find that reminder in each other. Uh, it's such an encouragement to us. Why do, why do we need a church? Um, you know, we, we, need, we need to be more than a spectator. We need to be more than um, just kind of sitting on the sidelines. You know, I, I encourage people all the time. You know, one of the reasons that you need church is because that you love me so much or, do you, or church was so great today. It's not about today. It's about realizing that one day down the road here, you're going to need some people. You're going to need some people, uh, Pastor Ryan said a while back, uh, people with skin on them that can remind us that Jesus is our hope. You know, when you can't pray, when you don't feel like you can remember all the things that you ought to be remembering, then somebody else is going to be having a pretty good day. 
Somebody else is going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, I've kind of been there. But just remember, Jesus is the answer. He's the support. So that's why we have a youth group. That's why we have kids on. That's why we have small groups. That's why we talk together, because we know there's going to be crisis moments. There's going to be hard moments when, when we get there, when we need each other, when we need a church family. You need a family that will be there in the crisis. It's going to be there in the heat that you can receive help from, and you can receive uh, the reminders of the promises of God. I love my friend Irene. I was so happy when you came in a few minutes ago. Um, I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm blessed by her. You know, one of the things that we've talked about is kind of our journeys. Uh, you know, we knew each other from a distance, but it's, it's all changed now. Yes, yeah, totally changed now that we, we know each other and we have these conversations and recognizing that we can offer such hope uh, to each other. And uh, that, I think that's happened here, uh, such hope for them. That's the way it is for all of us, right? You know, don't, don't feel like, well, I'm, I've just been going to that church and, you know, no, no, you are here to receive hope and encouragement. That's why I preach this message today. Uh, you know, we could have just canceled this service, but we didn't need to do that. We need to have a moment where we could think about the hope uh, that you need to have. The song says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame. Always stop there. You know, you ever wonder what that means? You sang that song your whole life, right? Uh, one, the, the, time, the day I realized that, I was um, sitting in church one day. I think I was in college. I'm sitting in church and got my arm up around my, my new wife. You know, we've been married just a little while. And I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there singing, uh, I dare not trust the sweetest frame. I took my arm off and I thought, oh my goodness. You know, she's wonderful and I love her, but I, my hope is not in Kim Brock. Uh, I'm, I, hopefully we're going to be there. To re- you know, it's so easy, isn't it, to try to, to trust somebody, to trust, you dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Let's stand together. Lord, uh, if we're all completely honest today, every one of us needs hope. From the youngest children in here, as they're making their way off to to school tomorrow. They need hope. For all our teenagers, Lord, as they're dealing with all kind of complicated issues in their life and making decisions and choices, going to school and their family, and they need hope. Lord, every young adult here, trying to figure out their life and what's their new direction and where where are they headed? They yearn for hope. Every adult here, Lord, some single adults, some that are are dealing with struggles and difficulties, some single moms or dads that are here, some couples, Lord, some that have been married a short time and some that have been married a long time, some, Lord, couples that might be struggling today or or maybe there are some that are here today, Lord, that that are by themselves, have lost a spouse or they're on their own. Lord, today we long for hope. 
we thank you that the Bible is so clear with us about hope that you cause all things to work together for good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Lord, today, help us to love God. Help us to love Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you would do something in our brain. Do something in our heart, deep within us. Something that sometimes the culture tries to rob us of. Many times the the words of the, the devil himself causes us to forget. But let it be etched in our hearts, Lord. Jehovah Shammah. He is our God. He is always with us, watching over us, working in us, and ultimately preparing a place for us. What a God you are. Our hope is built on nothing less than hope who has a name, the name of Jesus. Lord, go with us today. Fill us with hope as we, as we walk out into our Sunday. We pray that as, as we make our way to the park, that you would be with us there and that you would just be with every person today, whatever we have going on in our life, that we would be drawn close to you and that you would just kind of fill our hope tank. <laughs> fill us up, Lord, with, with hope as we walk into our week and keep us full as we think about you always being with us. All praise to you. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're going to the park, I'll see you there. If not, have a wonderful day. God bless you.